Hey, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here with Jacob Brame, Jeremy Hyman, and Chris Gehring. Uh, we're going to talk about NBA free agency today as the Wizards have made a lot of moves in the last couple weeks. Uh, a big trade went down today with the Raptors and Spurs. Kawhi Leonard is heading to the six. You heard it here first. Yep, we reported it first, actually. Uh, DeMar DeRozan heading to the Spurs. So we'll talk about that and some other uh, league-wide news. LeBron to the Lakers, uh, how the East is looking, and, and we'll go from there. Um, so, guys, back from Summer League, back from all the draft stuff, we're finally... I think we, you know, we know what the Wizards are going to look like next season at this point for the most part. A lot of contracts have been signed. We've got the trade, Austin Rivers, which we've we've talked about that. We talked to Austin, signed Jeff Green, talked to Jeff Green. Uh, Thomas Bryant has been brought in as a, a potential center, only 20 years old. You guys got to see him at Summer League. Um, and, of course, Dwight Howard, who has been – around the league at this point but still a dominant big man uh we'll get into how he fits here with the wizards uh, we're looking forward to having him on the podcast next week as he comes to dc um, but really guys we're in the meat of the off season already before we know it it's going to be training camp in like two months which is pretty crazy yeah coming off of coming back from summer league and i think the the Wizards got a good look at Thomas Bryant, which is important. Obviously, a guy that they've watched for a while now, back from college to his first year as a professional last season. Um, the same goes for Devin Robinson, a guy that, that they saw up close as a two-way contract last year at Summer League, watched him as a pro all season. And I think that I think that they were pleased with the way both of them came back, came to Summer League this year, kind of asserted themselves. Both were more confident i would assume um devin robinson talked all week about how his confidence has skyrocketed under this coaching staff how he's a lot more comfortable now and i mean you could just tell he was playing he was playing with a swagger he was showing off his athleticism shot the ball pretty well he had he had one or two bad games but percentage wise um was pretty efficient in his scoring and then troy brown the other headliner of the summer team you could tell he was a rookie at times, little inefficient scoring-wise, didn't really shoot the ball too well. Um, but those are all things that, that he Still knows that he has to work on. Yeah, and I mean, those are things that we know he, he knows he needs to work on. The things that he did well are the things that I think everybody expected him to do well. He defended well. He showed that he understood the game. He had a few too many turnovers in the first game and then corrected that issue pretty quickly for the rest of the summer league. And I think that that is kind of in a nutshell what he's all about he's he's very smart on the floor he gathers himself well um and playing against guys who quite frankly i mean it's it's summer league there are a lot of rookies and young guys there's a lot of guys with veteran um professional experience as well and i think he acquitted himself very well played well um the record obviously not necessarily what the wizards wanted but i think that they got a lot out of this trip to vegas um and going forward devin Thomas and Troy obviously will all be in the mix once training camp comes around. We'll get to check in with them again and see where they fit on this roster and the team's plans, all that stuff. Um, but it was a good, I think, week, week plus in, in Vegas to get a good look at some of the young guys. And now it's up to the coaching staff to figure out how they fit in the mix with, with all those veterans that are going to be joining the team and obviously yeah, are going to be really important. We don't – I don't think – I, at least I don't care what the record of the team was. Yeah. I mean, they could, you could win every game, you could lose every game. I don't think that really means anything. 
because you want to see what are you what do you have what what and what did the Wizards see that they had in in Devin Robinson in Troy Brown Jr. Um, you know Thomas Bryan who's probably you know he's going to be on the roster next year but I think you have to be happy with what you saw to these guys because it's not like these guys aren't going to be playing as a team like like that right. team that played right. is not like that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter you know how the team played because these guys are going to be probably late rotation guys you know guys fighting to get in the rotation at least that's what you know Devin Robinson's just going to be fighting to make this roster uh Troy Brown he'll be on the team I don't know how many how many minutes he'll play but like when he's on the team he's going to be playing with you know with John and Brad or if he's with the second unit playing with uh you know Kelly Oubre Austin Rivers and um you know some of the second unit guys but uh, you have to be happy with the with the production that you saw from them, and it's not so much that I care what their stats were, or you know how well did they shoot the ball, because it's such a small sample size. Just playing a few games, you can get hot, you can get cold. I I just wanted to see how did they look, mm-hmm. what kind of players did they look like, and what kind of what kind of things did they do on the court that I think could translate to being in an NBA game, and that's what you don't always get that because you don't get the same competition. But they looked. I was really impressed with how Troy Brown just looked as a basketball player, all-around basketball player, and that's some of the things we heard. You know, I didn't we didn't get to see a ton of him at Oregon, but some of the tape you saw is something. But to actually see him live a few times in a row and just see how he moves out there, when he, what he does off the ball, when he has the ball in his hands, how he's setting other guys up, I was impressed, and I was really happy with. I, I guess the the thing that it doesn't. There's no stat that I could that I could say this is this is why I like Troy Brown. But when you watch him play basketball, you just you can say that looks like a basketball player to me. That looks like a guy I want on my team. Yeah. And that's what I think Troy Brown is. And I think that's what he's going to be on this team on this Wizards team because he does a lot of things well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think from rebounding to his his ball handling, I thought which wasn't always. I thought a few too many turnovers, which you were right about. But I thought he he still showed an ability to to get to the rim, to create his own shot, to set other guys up. And I know the coaching staff was happy with him. I was certainly happy with what I saw out of him. And I think he I think he could be a player that jumps on the court in his rookie yeah. year, um, you know, and makes an impact off the bench. Yeah, I mean, you talk about we, the name we, of the podcast when we talked to uh, when we talked to Austin Rivers this offseason you know he talked a little bit about how everybody on the floor especially him and john um they can make players better troy brown is not going to ask to be a not going to be asked to be a focal point a lot and so if he can step on the floor and really just keep the team moving make good plays find scores um he's going to be successful and like you said some of the numbers i mean you can't really judge the shooting i agree and but some of the other numbers are great. He rebounded the ball well. Yep. He created turnovers. He wreaked havoc. He's a super long player. If you get a chance to look at some of the highlights, Over you can see it. Over a steal per game. Um, and so all those things are really exciting. And obviously he's going to turn 19 soon, but he's super young. And so he's got a lot of growth left. And yeah. once he gets around the vets in this locker room, I think a lot of them are going to be really happy to play with him. And he'll certainly learn a lot playing with Brad, John, Otto, all guys that have pieces that he can learn from. And I think that that's really important. Little locker room scoop. I think that Brad is playing to have his locker next to him. So it'll be it'll be cool to see. They haven't really had a rookie since Kelly Oubre, of course, so it's, it's going to be cool yeah. to see them take him under his ring. 
on yeah. his wing. Well, I mean, Sheldon Mack was here and those kind of guys, but like they know this guy is on the roster for the next couple seasons. So sure. it'll be interesting. Uh, move on to some free agency guys. I think we, we've talked a lot about uh, Austin Rivers and how we see him fitting here, but what about Dwight Howard? What what are you looking forward to seeing what he can bring and and kind of ignoring the noise, but let's, let's just talk more so on the court right now. I think that um, he's probably going to be our starting center. It's a fair take. I think that's uh, it's very important to note. Um, no, but uh, all joking aside, I think he brings he brings something to the table that this team has. He's very different from Marchant, and he brings a level of athleticism, go get the ball that we've never had before. He is an elite rebounder. He will block shots at the hoop, and he's a guy that John Wall can throw lobs to all day. I mean, this is a guy who, um, you know, there was uh, I mean, he had he averaged sixteen and twelve last year. He had a thirty thirty game. There's still, a, I believe, there's still a lot of game left in Dwight, and I I think that we are a much better team with him on our. If you look at his pick and roll numbers too, I mean, he was fourth in the NBA in screen assists. I know we always talked about how March was first in that with like Andre Drummond, Rudy Gobert and those guys, but Dwight was right behind him there. Dwight was top five in dunks. I mean, it's just like an ideal guy to play with John Wall. And there's been a lot made about who are the the great point guards that, that Dwight has played with. And John is clearly the top guy and it'll be just interesting to see how they work together. And I think also on defense, he's, he's become an underrated defender. I think for him with a lot of players in the NBA in the regular season, it is about effort. It is about protecting the pain and rebounding um, and just putting forth that effort. But to have a 30-30 game for anybody is very impressive. And yeah. I think Dwight's coming in here this season with a chip on his very, very broad shoulders. Very broad. Yeah. Um, well, I, th- I, b- I believe that this is a guy who has who has heard all the negative buzz and is like, I want to turn around this narrative. I don't believe it's true. And I'm really excited to see, see a motivated Dwight Howard in here. Well, in the way that you know, from all the reporting, the way that this went down was, you know, the mutual interest from the beginning, from the Wizards, obviously from John Wall. You don't you don't make an acquisition like that unless you talk to guys like John, like Brad. And it's clear that I think John is looking forward to playing with him. I think Dwight is looking forward to playing with a point guard like John. And when you have that that start and and they've obviously talked, they'll work together, they want this situation, I think that that's even better and, and We'll see how it all how it all plays out. They obviously will have a lot of work to do. They'll have chemistry to establish. All that happens in training camp and off-season workouts, all that jazz. But I think it's I think it's a really good start. It's an exciting thing. And the Wizards, I mean, for from for from their roster construction perspective, to get Dwight Howard right now with this team is, I mean, I don't know how they could have done much better. And I, I think that that's a really important part of this too is that they did a good job in getting a guy who's whose ceiling who can is is really high still and and i think him just bring a lot to this team a really different dimension it's it's high risk high reward yeah and it's a risk that they felt they they needed to take i mean it, it's it i don't think it's it's going out of line saying that it's a high risk mm-hmm. because uh you know the last few teams dwight's been on it hasn't worked out i yep. mean teams have I haven't been in the locker room, so I'm not going to comment on a lot of the speculation on what's gone on. But, um, but all, all we know is that he hasn't. You know, he's only been. He was in Charlotte one year. They traded him. He was in Atlanta one year before that. They traded him. Um, 
the it didn't work out with him in Houston. It didn't work out with him in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his last few stops, it absolutely has not worked out. That's not that's not uh, you know saying anything. I'm not trashing Dwight. That's just saying it just hasn't worked out so when you see a trend like that where it's a guy you know a few a guy that's been an all-star and he just keeps moving around there's certainly room for plenty of uh you know negativity or speculation about what's going on and that's why bringing him they're signing him on a on a you know it's nothing near the max deals like that they handed out with john and brad and Otto. it's you know a much cheaper deal um and it's it's but it's high reward too because you know the type of player that Dwight's capable of being and still able to to produce at a high level, and I don't know if it's going to work out here. It's no one knows. It's all you can. T- everyone can have their opinion. They can take their guess. Um, they I think the Wizards have put themselves in a place where they they need to play with a chip on their shoulder and they're probably they're not going to be picked as one of the top teams in the east they've sort of have now been passed by the all the you know the big jays that make these predictions and you know boston and philly have kind of separated themselves in terms of people's eyes of being the top teams next year in the east toronto now with Kawhi mm-hmm. will probably be the next you know the next team and they won the yeah. east last year they just haven't performed in the playoffs mm-hmm. but um, but now Washington, you know, when we came into last year, it was sort of we were one game away from from the Eastern Conference Finals, and it kind of felt like the Wizards were right there. And now after a disappointing season, you know, the injuries played a role, but it was still a disappointing season, first-round exit. It kind of feels like the Wizards maybe have taken a step back. So this maybe this rejuvenates the, the, the feeling around the team. Uh, some new blood, which I think they needed, um, you know, Dwight, Jeff Green, Austin Rivers, um, certainly all three guys who have taken a, a fair, their fair share of criticism for various reasons in the past, but guys that have proven that they can also play. Um, you know, these aren't three, you know, total guys that have no game that can't, you know, that you, you, you're just kind of hoping that they can maybe turn it around. Mm-hmm. These are guys that can play. So it's definitely more intriguing, more interesting. There's probably you know we came into last year we had the almost the exact same team with a couple of you know new additions that but but i think this this year's team is vastly different than the one that we saw at the end of last year and i'm gonna say the prediction will probably be the wizards you know a mid 40 win team Mm -hmm. first or second round and that's sort of the hump that this team's gonna come in knowing they have to get over that because Mm -hmm. um you know, anything short of that, I think, is still going to be disappointing just for having two all-stars in your backcourt and now having, you know, a former all-star and a guy that they're hoping to come in and kind of take them to the next level in Dwight. Yeah, and I think the other thing just quickly is that if, if this if this collection of talent alone can, can find a way to gel and under Scott Brooks can, can really get some buy-in, some collective buy-in, um, that that's the kind of thing that I think can get this team over that hump, or at least give them a chance. Um, the the talent that'll be coming off the bench and guys like Austin Rivers, and you know we'll see how Troy Brown fits into the whole thing. But a lot of highly regarded talent from the very beginning of their careers is going to be on this roster, and I a think a lot that of lottery picks. Yeah, a lot of lottery believe, picks. Yeah, I mean the I top nine, almost all of them are lottery picks, or are, yep. are right there. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know what that doesn't mean. 
certainly doesn't mean the that talent you have is there. Yeah. A, a lot of top, all they're all top talent, but but you have guys that that have either proven in the past they can play or they have you know they have they yep. have some games so uh, a, a different looking bench definitely a, oh, yeah. a much different looking bench and a different looking team and that it's going to be a lot of this is going to come on Scott Brooks and the coaching staff to to figure out the right pieces the right lineups to play at the right times to mm-hmm. get this team to to sort of take that next level because now it's it's not the same team as the last 2 years um, I mean, I think I think it is very safe to say, though, that if you look at the construction of the Eastern Conference and you look at the construction of the Wizards roster, that were everything to break right, and I'm not, I'm by no means predicting that it will, but I'm saying if if everything breaks right, that you have a team that is in the mix is the most talented, best team yeah, in the Eastern well, Conference well, without well, question. I don't think that's it's they're not. I just don't think that the Wizards are that far behind these teams. Yeah. No. no. Let's look at the team that went to Game 7 against the Celtics. And now the Celtics have obviously totally changed their that team. So it's not like I'm comparing this year's team to – because the Celtics, I think, have improved immensely since then. But, but Kyrie that, and Gordon Hayward will do but that. The, but this Wizards team, I, I think that the, the team that came that close to reaching the conference finals, I think they're a lot – if this team's better than that team – than the one that went to Game Seven of the second round, then, then I think they're going to be right there. I think mm-hmm. obviously you're going to have to beat a Boston or a Philly to get there. I mean, yep. those are probably going to be the teams that are going to be there. And I just I don't think that it's it's the gap is as wide as some are making it between between a Boston Philly. I don't even know where you put Toronto in there, but I don't think Washington is is if they're behind I don't think it's as far behind as as it sort of seems like a lot of people are making it out where they're kind of just throwing the wizards in the middle and and then you know I'm not taking anything away from the other teams in that mix too the Pacers who had a great yep. season last year good off season too uh, yeah they've made additions they're going to be Tyreke tough Evans yeah, yeah it's going to be Milwaukee of course you know new coach there I, I still think you know they have some stuff to prove as well but um, I think Washington. They have. I think they have the pieces they need to to make a run. And now it's like we've talked about in the past. It's on John and Brad shoulders to lead to lead this team. Now I think, you know, I I don't think this is probably a championship team. Well, with Golden State there, no one I don't think is a championship team besides them. But but a team that that can certainly compete to get to the conference finals and. That's that's sort of what we've been waiting for a few years. I think we've had the same conversation this time of the summer, saying, "Well, let's see if they can actually do it this next, you know, this coming year." And and I, one of these years, I feel like it's uh, it's bound to happen for them to make to get on that kind of run. Mm, like another DC team, nope, that it was go. bound to happen to eventually. Nope. Um, another interesting point about Dwight is you feel like he has been in the NBA forever because he's been in the league for 15 years. But he's only 32 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. he came, he was drafted right out of high school. He was an 18-year-old kid. And so, yeah, there's a lot of mileage on that 32-year-old body. But it is not like he is He is still, this is still the tail end of his prime he's in right now. Yeah, he's gotten, and he got in a lot better shape when he got to Charlotte. And, I mean, we saw him in that Atlanta series, too, a few years yep. ago. And he, he kind of won them one of those games. I think it was game four in Atlanta where he just really uh, was 
great in the paint, and that's the impact he can still have. So this is a guy that killed us like yeah. every time out. Yeah, this yeah. is a guy that killed us. Jeff just, Green too. Just excited to see him not on the other side of the floor anymore. Yeah, yeah, and you don't need him to you know to play thirty eight minutes right. and give you you know twenty five and fifteen. You you don't need that. You don't need him to be your best player. Yeah, uh, you know you he's have, not gonna play thirty. You have John, again. you know, and then they'll have Jan still back there as a you know another big body. Um, you know they can block shots, and he'll probably still get still get his minutes off the bench. So I think th- I think they're in okay shape there, and I think you know I think losing Mike Scott is gonna hurt th- off the bench, but I think they you know they filled in okay with what they had. You know without having a huge cap space to be able to bring in a huge guy or make some kind of giant splash i think they did everything that they could to improve the roster for next year's team and now it's just it's up to the players and the coaching staff now to put it together and and go make something happen you look at the ball handlers now you have john brad sataransky rivers otto can handle the ball here and there kelly i think one day will be able to do that troy can do that Mm -hmm. um it's it's just a very deep um, team at every position now I think maybe not as deep at center but the way the NBA is going it, it it's better this way to have you know two guys that you know what they do at the center position kind of similar to last year yeah but maybe more talent down low and then you bring in some some young wings and we know that this league is all about having a bunch of wings just look at what Boston did in the playoffs last year yep. uh, you mentioned the coaching staff Jeremy just an update there um we know that Chad Iskey and uh, Sidney Lowe both left for other opportunities, and now the Wizards have hired uh, Robert Pack to take over as the, the lead assistant, who, of course, was a bullet at one point. Exciting hire there. And Ryan Richmond, who coached the, the Summer League team, is going to move to the front of the bench as well and be an assistant. So uh, it's pretty – I mean, there, there are definitely a few changes, but I think having Robert Pack be kind of like another John Wall – whisperer kind of guy is like really exciting um and this ryan richmond's experience at summer league was obviously invaluable yeah um let's so this trade happens today i don't know about you guys i saw it really early in the morning like woge and shams and all them are up at like 4 a.m trying to break this Kawhi trade um and then of course it becomes official later this afternoon on uh on wednesday um what are you? What do you guys make of this trade? How does it impact the Wizards, and what are you expecting out of it? I mean, I feel like we don't, we haven't seen Kawhi play in so long, but also a DeRozan-less Raptors team is very interesting. So the thing is, this is a guy Kawhi that the. So let's take out. Let's we don't. Twenty seventeen eighteen was a weird year for Kawhi. Let's say you get a motivated twenty sixteen seventeen Kawhi. That was a top three player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean you cannot with if Kawhi is healthy and motivated Toronto is a better team today than they were yesterday um no and that is absolutely no disrespect to DeMar DeRozan a guy that consistently hurt us in our matchups with them and but uh, Kawhi just brings so many unique things to the table and is he's he's a dominant player and is if he's healthy, is immediately the best player in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, if you take it in a vacuum and you just look at Demar and uh, Kawhi like that, yeah. I mean, you could see you can see the kind of why they would do it or or get, make an an argument or a reasoning for adding a guy like Kawhi. I mean, he has the ability to be one of the best players in the league, and 
you know, is certainly one of the best two-way players, which is something, you know, DeMar gets criticized for, um, you know, not being as good on the defensive side. But the, besides the human element of – and that's a big part of this deal is uh, you don't know what the psyche of Kawhi is like, whether he wants to play in Toronto. It's his last year of his contract, so it's a huge risk of Toronto – um, you know, taking on a guy that they might only have for one year. They don't, might not know what they're getting out of him for that one year. Um, how healthy is he after he missed almost a whole year? And DeMar was the face of that franchise. And a guy that dedicated himself to the city, um, you know, he put in so much for the Raptors. He decided to re-sign with the Raptors, which a lot of people thought he might go back to L.A. Uh, when, when he was a free agent, and he didn't, and he stayed there. So... You know, from the player's standpoint, I certainly understand, you know, it seems like, you know, what a tough business this is to just to trade a guy like that who gave the city so much and did so much for that franchise. But from the, you know, from the Raptors standpoint, they've had a good run with this, you know, Kyle and DeMar team for a lot of years. They never could get by LeBron. I don't, you know, now that LeBron's gone, I don't know how much things would be different. I I don't know if they felt like they kind of plateaued with that team and just thought that they needed to make a big splash, a big change. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of factors. I mean, the opportunity to get a Kawhi Leonard does right. not come around every day. Exactly. And that's why it's it's a pretty rare, unique case. I don't know if they felt like they, you know, they didn't have to get rid of DeMar, but maybe they just felt like they couldn't pass on this chance. Um, but I, I just, I, I think the feeling was if, you, if you're not going to, if you didn't have a team that was going to go win a title, you gotta you gotta do something um, to try to set up to to make yourself a championship contender. And I just don't know if they felt like they reached a point where Kyle and Demar leading this team as good as they were in the regular season last year. Maybe that series with Cleveland, you know, it, Dwayne Casey lost his job because of that series after you know he won Coach of the Year and they had such a great regular season. Wins. Yeah, but. It's a tough business because you look at that Raptors team, how good they were for so long during the season. And I thought, you know, I thought DeMar turned into one of the, you know, certainly one of the best players in the East, definitely one of the best scorers. I, he he became really one of the, you know, really great scorers and tough, tough players. But it just didn't work out for them in the postseason, kind of year after year. And, uh, you know, now he's going to San Antonio where – uh, you know, I think he'll. I think he'll thrive there too. Right now, it's probably raw, but I think long term he'll be okay once he kind of gets over the emotional part of you know not being in Toronto and Toronto anymore. But that's the NBA now. You know, superstars get traded for superstars. It's not the first year. You know, we saw it last year too. So it's a tough business, but certainly a different looking Eastern Conference now with uh, with Kawhi in it. Yeah, it's I. It's going to be so bizarre to see well, to see both sides, to see DeRozan not in a Raptors jersey and to see Kawhi in one. Um, but if it all works out, like Jacob said, I, I adding Kawhi to that team in Toronto, I mean, we saw how tough they were to beat last season. And I, with the way that the East has shifted a little bit, I don't know if it makes them the favorite, but it certainly puts them – in, uh, in into the conversation, and, and I think I if would you're need to Kawhi, see, I would need to see some some games out yeah, of Kawhi before Kawhi. I declare them the favorite. But right, I'm just saying if they, if he's if he's right, 
and I, and I and I think if he really takes advantage of this opportunity, if he looks at this team and and realizes how good they were, and and really bets on himself, if he's if he's right and he's healthy, um, he can make them a really really good team. Yeah, I mean, he does everything. I think that part of the issue that Toronto had um, was the fact that uh, you know DeRozan wasn't a great shooter, and yeah. that he's great at getting to the rack, but he couldn't shoot well. Kawhi Leonard is a great shooter, and not to mention Danny Green is a very good shooter. Yeah. And so they just their their floor spreading ability. Um, mm-hmm. They're the, the Chris you mentioned earlier the potential death lineup they can put out there defensively is terrifyingly long and ball hounding. And, yeah. and Toronto is Toronto is just got super interesting. And I am, I mean, from a neutral perspective, very excited to see how it works out. From a Wizards perspective, I mean they are they're they're tough they're gonna be tough yeah, out. They've they're, always had a lot of guys and now, you know, Pertle is one of those guys that they could throw in for eight, ten minutes and he could cause some problems and now they just added they added two more. I mean, Danny Green is certainly one of those. You put him out there with a guy like CJ Miles, I mean you've got you've got problems. And um I think CJ Miles still Is he still there? I think he's got one more one year more on his year. deal. Um I, it, for the Wizards, I just see that team as like a matchup nightmare. Yeah, for well, that for, defense for sure. is going to be really good. But my my one question without Demar is, who is going to keep the scoring coming for Toronto, and how stagnant would their offense be without him? Yeah, I mean we saw in the playoffs when they played here, their offense was not great. I mean Kawhi was an extraordinarily elite scorer, of like, course, but at a higher level than Demar. But at the same time, you're you're talking about Demar was their offense, so. I know they have a new coach. It's the same system. How do how do you change it? I bet they go more into you know they shot a ton of threes last year. I bet they go more into like if you get the ball you shoot kind of like they played in the playoffs against us. But it'll be interesting. You need Ananobi to become a. I mean he was a good shooter last year. He needs to continue to be a great shooter. He's going to play way less this year. You think? Yes. I think he's going to play just as much. I don't. I don't see how that's possible with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green in the mix. I mean he'll he'll play. He's, I think he'll still. Play. Yeah, I mean, he's a good enough player. He, he can't possibly play as much many minutes. Well, he won't be asked to. I guess is the more of the point. But they just have again like a lot of guys, and I was surprised how little they really gave up in that trade outside mm-hmm. of DeRozan. I mean, it, I I was I was pretty impressed with Potal. Yeah. I think I think he is exactly the type of guy that Pop could turn into a really good big man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I no, think they I need with, so you 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 look at this from the Spurs perspective, and um, you see that. You pair an aging Gasol with Podol, and then you get two of the top. Now you have, with DeRozan and Aldridge, two of the top ten scorers in the NBA last year. And, um, yeah, they're going to be weird without Parker and without Kawhi. But, I mean, the potential there is for the Spurs to be real good again. Yeah, And then DeRozan can also – well, they lost Kyle Anderson. Way different player than DeRozan, but at least filling that position since they played basically without Kawhi all last year. So, you know, the Spurs, they're refusing to rebuild. They still want to see what they have left with some of their guys. And, I mean, to get an all-star for an all-star is really all you can ask for. Yeah, um, A young one, too. And Not a guy I who's think really also for anything. the Spurs is, or for the Raptors to, to unload DeRozan even for a year of Kawhi so they can rebuild in, like, 2019, 2020 and have cap space was a big deal for them. So, um, you know. A, it's a calculated a, gamble. Yeah, and, and then you look. So now LeBron's gone. And you look at the East, we don't know what the Celtics look like with Gordon Hayward besides those six minutes yeah. terrible before his terrible fall. And who knows what they're going to look like. It sounds like they, they should be able to get Marcus Smart back. 
you know, that's that's in limbo still. It's kind of smart and uh, Capella are the two big free agents still left. Restricted, of course, both of them. Um, but, you know, the Sixers have lost some depth. You look at Milwaukee's completely, I, I can almost guarantee you, outside of Giannis, is probably going to completely change how they play with a new coach. Uh, Indiana is still young but added some depth. Another guy they picked up, Kylo Quinn, who I think will be a difference maker for them down low. Um, so it's just an, an interesting landscape, and it all kind of bodies up to the summer of 2019 for so many of these teams. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so this offseason, if people thought it was crazy, wait till next summer. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be quite wild. a spectacle, which is yeah. another reason to hope you know that the Wizards can really put it together with the chemistry that they had two seasons ago, where they won 49 games and were one game away. This is the season right now. This is your opportunity, especially because the Wizards don't have a ton of guys on the books for 2019. So yep. it, it's going to be a really interesting NBA season. I think we all can agree that Warriors are the favorite once again. They only <laughs> yep. added another all-star to their starting five. We, we don't know how he's looking health-wise, but um, not a ton of changes, guys, uh, in the NBA outside of a few big names yeah. going into next season. We kind of already know everything. At the, now that Kawhi's been traded, we expect Capel and Smart to go back to their respective teams. We kind of know the teams yeah. already. Yeah. yeah, the landscape's pretty set. And um, it's certainly going to be – I mean, it's going to be another exciting year. Obviously, I don't think anybody expects – you know, LeBron and the Lakers to compete with the top of the West. But it just got – I think everything just got a little bit more interesting. A couple of couple of big shuffles kind of made. Everything has, has like, a little bit more intrigue now. Um, I don't know that it changes the ultimate, um, you know, prognosis for the season. The Warriors are still going to be unbelievable. Um, but – in fact, they got better. But it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun, uh, and the rest of it. And obviously, the Wizards. I think every single year that they've fallen short, I think they just keep getting just a little bit more hungry, a little bit more. I think in a good way, just irritated that they can't get over that hump. And I, and I think that that if they can put the focus in from the very beginning and get this group to to come together, they're gonna have as good of a chance as they've ever had. And that's exciting for for us to be around this team and. Um, certainly looking around the east nothing is uh there's no big like albatross or like you know big final boss standing in the way anymore mm-hmm. in the east and then that's what lebron has been for the last four years and that's gone now and so everything is kind of opened up and um now we wait now we wait to get to training camp yeah and uh we'll uh moving forward we've got dwight howard in the in the building next week looking yep. forward to talking to him about how he foresees next season possibly beyond and fitting into this team it's it's going to be a different locker room I think that's the best way to say it (laughs) compared to the last couple years I think I mean we've had kind of the same team for two or three years so um a lot of really really good good guys though in that locker room that that care about taking that step together and I think if you look at the body of work of a lot of them it's a very similar of we need to get over this hump um so it's going to be an interesting year um, but NBA free agency is slowing, slowing down. August is upon us, which is always a uh, August is upon us in two weeks. Yeah, we still got two weeks of July. Left. I know, but it Let's goes by quickly. Too, I know it does, but I don't want to move the summer along too quickly. Yeah. Other exciting things: uh, Team USA basketball camps coming up, so it'll be it'll be cool uh, to see who goes out there. John um, will be there. Yep, John Wall will be there. That will probably be reported at some point, um, but. 
for now, if you guys got this far, you'll you'll hear that nugget. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, anything else, guys? Um, congrats to yeah. Elena Deldon and Christy yeah. Dolliver on making yeah. the Captain uh, EDD and on making the WNBA All Star team. Yeah, uh, as a media voter, I would be on the record to say that I did vote for both of them. There you go. Uh, my ballot. I'll post my ballot online if you'd <laughs> like to see it. And JeremyHyman.com. <laughs> yeah, coming um, soon. And uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have Dwight for you next week. Can't wait to talk to him and have him in here. Yeah, it'll be – I'm hoping we get him for a while. There's a lot a lot to talk about, I feel like. He's, he's just an interesting guy. Yep. Um, all right, WizKids. Well, that's all for now. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.